Hello, welcome back to Till Death Do Us podcast, a podcast about marriage, murder with the Murrays. I'm Michelle Murray. And I'm Matt Murray. And yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's going on? How's it going? How was your day? You know, it was good. Just a lot of lifting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all I do now. Just lift things up and put them down. Yeah. Yeah. I do that with the baby and all of his toys. Yeah. I lift things up a lot. Just the things I lift are the equivalent of two babies, <laughs> and they're full of glass. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, no, super exciting. Uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm ready for all of this to be over, please. Someday we'll go back to the real world. Will we? I think so. I don't know. No? Mm. I mean, it'll never be the same, like, in our minds. Yeah, I think it's going to be a while. Why? I just do feels like forever already it feels like forever yeah this is long i don't like it i don't really like it either yeah let's stop yeah yeah okay okay <laughs> we've decided right now did you see the the video of that preacher no he was like <laughs> it's like this like bible thumping evangelist that sounds <clears throat> sounds about right that's him he's got like 10 pounds of makeup on his face because those people don't know what aging means and so like they have to cake their face with makeup to look young mm. and he has the eyes of satan and he just like it's like a televised ev- evangelical event and he's like god and then like a bunch of people wait are is like, this the guy that was telling people to send their stimulus checks to him no it's a different guy oh and then there's like a bunch of people and they all go god like in the background and he goes <sighs> <laughs> I just scared the shit out of one of the cats. <laughs> Both of them. And then a bunch of people in the background go, <gasps> and he goes, I blow. Uh-huh. And everybody goes, I blow. Uh-huh. COVID-19. Out of here. Oh, he's one of those. Yeah, he's one of those. And so like. He has the power. He's got the power. to. He, it's over, guys. He ended yeah, it. Right. It's over now. Yeah. We can all breathe free. Mm. He's now. With the wind of God blown away, <laughs> this pestilence. Thank, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Who's asking for stimulus checks? That I don't know. It was like a Facebook, like um, some evangelical person. Yeah, being like, it's like send, send it, it to, to Jesus. the church. Yeah, just yeah. I don't, I don't know. The quarantine is making people do crazy things, like um, kill each other. Did you hear about that guy that, like, um, he said his wife was at the hospital with COVID-19, and, like, finally the family was like, listen, it's been a while, and we haven't heard anything. Did he murder his wife? Yeah, he murdered her, oh, and they found that. her in the house. Uh, it's a little fresh for me <laughs> uh-huh, to cover. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I just want to go back and, like, if you are religious and listening to this show, we hold no ill will against you. <laughs> And, like, believe what you want to believe. I don't want to lose viewers because you think we hate religious people. Do you think we have any religious listeners? I I mean, I don't know. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if we do, I don't care what you believe in. Whatever floats your boat, man. Yeah. You believe in what you believe in. I believe that I that man is I just don't know if that crazy. guy's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> breath made COVID go away, but... Hello. <laughs> yeah, I don't if think so. If only it were that easy. Yeah, I know. That would be great. It would be. Yeah. So you want my, uh... My weekly marriage tip. Marriage tips with Michelle Murray. (laughs) 
How not to kill each other. Yes, how not to kill each other. So my tip this week is to make sure that you're always validating the other's feelings, even if you don't agree with it. Okay. So, like, I'm super fucking excited to go back to work. I can't wait to go back to work. I miss, you know, my coworkers. I miss uh, my customers. I just miss talking to people other than you and our two boys, even though I love you guys so much. Um, I'm used to seeing, like, 500 people a day. Right. And I really miss that, like, human interaction. And I, I – it's a difficult job, but I really love my job. Yeah, right. And you really are not happy about me going back to work. I'm, I'm trying to be <laughs> as happy so as You're so miserable about me going back to work. But I don't want to – it, you know, there's there's a piece of me and my human nature wants to be like, shut up, that's stupid. Like, right. I want to go to work. But, like, I need to validate how much it does suck for you for me to go back to work. Because you now have to get up, you know, between 6 and 7 in the morning and then still work, you know, Do after, after parenting all morning. Yeah. And, like, I don't understand it. I don't agree with it. But, like, I need to validate that, like, that's your truth oh my god don't do that <laughs> please don't do that i know it made me, made me think of the office episode we were watching <laughs> yeah no i mean i kind of said this to you before when we started talking about this whole thing like you know uh i totally understand and like you going back to work is very important for you and you're just gonna have to listen to me bitch a little bit the first couple right. weeks that this goes right. on. Right, and you were, like, straightforward with it. Yeah. And, like, we've been in situations where, like, the ro- roles have been reversed where I'm, like, I'm just fucking grumpy and I just need you to let me be grumpy. Like, validate my feelings whether you agree with them or not. And I just think that's a really important tip, you know, again, like all the other ones I've said. Like, it's not even just husband and wife. Right, you it's know, anything. It's, you know... Sometimes we don't understand why Gavin is feeling a certain way and we need to validate that like he's feeling that way. He's feeling that way even if we think don't. it's stupid. Yeah. Right. And like you know having a toddler that's super important because like we have no idea what the fuck he's feeling half of the time he's feeling it. Like he's crying and we're like what what about the fuck what? are you yeah, crying, are you about? crying like, about? Like there's literally nothing. But like we need to acknowledge that like there's something. Mhm. Even if we don't agree with it. Yeah. No, I agree. That was a good one. Thanks. I liked it. What's going to happen when I eventually run out of them? We won't. No? Or we'll just change to a different segment. Okay. We'll be like, how to murder each other. Yeah. With Matt Murray. Yeah. I'm going to tell your family that you're in the hospital. <laughs> but I'm actually dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to take it down? I do. Let's take it down a notch. Take it down. Let's take it down a notch. What are mm. we talking about today? So, we are talking about the murder of Shannon Christian and Christopher Newsom. That's two people. It is two people. So, this is a little different from the murders that I've done previously. So, like... Okay. Murders that I've done before, you know, I've done um, spouses that have murdered each other, or I've done, you know, couples that have murdered together. Mm-hmm. This is a couple that was murdered together i see okay. and i think this might actually be the first couple i'm choosing that is not married okay so yeah and i would also like to throw out a trigger warning for anybody that there is some sexual assault involved in this one so like if you're not comfortable with that don't listen to it it's all good 
we hold nothing against you and some people just don't want to hear that yeah because and it's that's, really hard to hear yeah that's totally fine yeah so um the resources i have are i watched this show called sins and secrets on the id channel season one episode one mm-hmm. ironically was about this true crime all the time podcast did an episode on this episode 83 Homestead Horrors did, uh, that's a podcast as well, they did an episode on this, episode 31, and then I read, like, a ton of articles um, on Knox News, which I'm assuming is just, like, the online version of, like, the Knoxville um, News. newspaper. Yeah, so. sure. Shannon was born April 29th, 1985, in Texas, but moved with her family to Farragut, Tennessee, Um which was on the upper crest area of West Knoxville in 1997. She graduated from Farragut High School and went on to study psychology at the University of Tennessee. Hmm. She was a good student. Um, She was described as, like, friends to literally everybody. Like, she could be friends with the popular girls and, like, the geeks and was just, like, a great person to everyone. Mm. She was gorgeous, blonde hair, blue eyes, like, just, just the perfect girl next door. She balanced a full class schedule and two part-time jobs. Wow. That's tough. Yeah. I can't even just have one t- job. Yeah, <laughs> Let alone school yeah. and two jobs. Forget that. When I, when I when this baby thing goes back to full bore and I'm dadding and working, <laughs> I'm, all my inspiration is going to be gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm so impressed by people that can multitask like that. Like that. that. Yeah, like, it's crazy it, to it, me. I don't, I don't I'm very, that. I'm very impressed. I'm super jealous of you all. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like a skill set that I don't have. Like, you can just, like, pack your schedule full of things yeah. and, like, you get them all done and it just... I need to, like, recharge. Like, I don't have that. Like, my battery drains out, and I'm, just like... Just really lazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I'm lazy. I think I, I get drained, and I'm just, like, Whew. Yeah. No, my phone reminds me every Sunday how lazy I am when it's, like, your um, time increased by 6% to 7 hours, and I'm, like, what the fuck did I do for 7 hours on my phone? What? Your time on your phone? Yeah. Dear Lord. It, dear, you're, so I have an iPhone, so it tells me, like, how much time on average per day I spend on my phone. Oh, man, Which, like, just... in my defense, some of that is my Kindle app, so I'm reading a book. Sure. But still... Sometimes. <laughs> in defense of your seven hours on your phone a day? It's a lot. I don't know what the fuck I yeah, do. Yeah, what are you doing? I don't know. I mean, podcasts, I guess. Probably. Yeah, that's that true. Count? So I do have my... My phone is pretty much always playing something. Yeah. Like... Thanks for making me feel better. I'm going to make my new Corona resolution to use my phone even less than I do now. Wow. Yeah. Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that. I mean. That's so much time. Yeah. Ooh. I wonder what my number is. Yeah. That's scary. I feel like you could probably find out. Probably. But, but you're right, if it does include, like, when my Spotify is, is open and stuff. Right. Because I'm constantly listening to either podcasts or, you know, music. That's true. So, if that counts, then we're fine. Sure. It's fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, Hugh Christopher Newsom. So, some... Pla- some Reports said that his name was Hugh and he went by Christopher and some didn't say that his name was Hugh before that. So I I really am not sure. But Christopher was born September 21st, 1983 and raised in Knoxville. 
He was a great baseball player. Like, everyone says that he probably could have gone pro had he chosen to do that. But Mm. he instead went into trade. So um, he was a carpenter. And, you know, for work he did construction and all of that. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, what's the likelihood of you becoming a pro baseball player? Versus becoming a carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for the trades. Yeah, me too. So Chris was 23. Shannon was 21. And they're both really just starting out their lives. You know, they were so young. Um, They still lived at home with their parents. So they met at a party one night, and Chris was instantly smitten with her. Um, Shannon's friend said that, like, they originally were, you know, they met Chris, and um, they were trying to set him up with one of their other friends, and Chris was like, no, like, Shannon, I I want to date her. Like, she's beautiful. She's sweet. You know, I want to date her. So he, he got her to go out with him and um they instantly were like inseparable Mm -hmm. they would often hang out in groups of friends and would normally drive around in shannon's car a brand new silver toyota 4runner one night on january 6th 2007 a group of them all were headed to a friend's birthday party shannon got ready with her friend and then so like she went over to her friend's house to like get ready there right and then um they were waiting for chris to show up and um, Chris was like late. So Shannon told her friend, she was like, you know, go ahead to the party and I'm going to stay here and wait for Chris and like, you go ahead. It's all good. So Shannon is waiting outside in her Toyota 4Runner for Chris to show up. And there, so she's in the parking lot in the apartment building in the North Knoxville neighborhood of Washington Ridge. So the next day, Friends and family of Shannon grow concerned because she never showed up to the party, and she never came home, and she isn't responding to any texts or phone calls. They immediately contact Chris's family, hoping that maybe she's just with him at their house, but unfortunately, Chris never came home either. They go to file a police report, but the authorities seem to feel that this isn't a case that requires a missing persons file. To be opened. That's weird. Well, because they were like, listen, you know, they're 21 and 23 and like they went out to a party and, you know. They're probably just. They're probably, you know, somewhere somewhere. at a friend's house and, you know, they're adults, they have their own money, like whatever. Still though, you would think that, or I don't know, maybe not. I, I guess just like a concerned parent comes to you and is like, hey, my kid's missing. Right. And you're like, nah, it's all right. I'd be pissed. Yeah. I think it's because of their age. Yeah. Because they were 21 and 23. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, like... Right, they're, they're supposed to be responsible for themselves. Yeah. I... I, I no one, no one is mad, no one is to blame. Right. But, like, I can understand why the authorities would be like, it's okay, I'm sure they're just passed out somewhere. Like, I mean, when I was 21, there was definitely times where I told my mom I'd be home, and then... You didn't. I would drank too much and i just slept at brenna's house you know like i didn't yeah yeah you know it just yeah i know it's just i don't know that would sketch me out it'd be like what the fuck guys yeah but maybe it was a little bit more like all right calm down it's gonna be okay uh shannon's parents were like what the fuck okay so shannon's father gary decides to take matters into his own hands he contacts the phone company so i'm assuming like she was on her a plan with her parents. Mm-hmm. So he contacts the phone company and finds out that the last cell tower to ping Shannon's phone was on Cherry Street, which is a dangerous part of downtown Knoxville. So, like, that's the street where, like, if you want to buy crack and find a prostitute, 
you go to Cherry Street. All right. So <laughs> it was not a place where they would ever see Shannon hanging out. Okay. Like, it was, you know, they didn't understand. Did they initially blame Chris for all this? No, they actually really liked him. Okay. They they were very confused. Okay. How yeah. long... So, wait. Uh, let's rewind a little. Mm-hmm. So, how long were they dating when this had happened? They actually had only been dating for, like, two months. Okay. And they had met each other's parents and everything? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And they, I mean, both of their parents... Were like, know, okay, these... Yeah. I mean, obviously, because, like, um... When Shannon was missing, Shannon's parents called Chris's parents. Right. So, so like, they have to have been close enough that, like, their parents had... calling each other. Yeah. Like, I mean, how long were we dating before our parents could contact one another? True. Like... Yeah, that's true. I feel like you have to be... It's like a certain your relationship of, of commitment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it has to be pretty serious for, like, your parents to know how to contact each other. Yeah, I guess that's true. Fair enough. Um. So, yeah. On January 8th... Gary immediately, like, so he, he gets the ping on Cherry Street. So he's like, all right, I'm going to figure this out myself. The police aren't going to do it. So he loads up family and friends into his truck and a van and goes straight to Cherry Street to start, like, his own search party. Mm-hmm. Finally, in an industrial part of town on the corner of Chipman Street and Glider Ave, he spots Shannon's SUV. Other than Shannon's jacket... Shannon's jacket in the back seat. The car was completely empty and it looked like it had been wiped down. Oh boy. Like CDs were gone, pictures on her um, visor were gone, like everything was gone mm-hmm. except her jacket in the back. They assumed that the car was just stolen. Like I don't think that it raised that many, many red, red that, flags. That red flag. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you find a car, she must be murdered. Like they were just yeah. thinking that, you know, hopefully it was just stolen. Police impound the car. Um, like, the parents chose to not take it back so the police could impound it mm-hmm. and um, search it and collect any evidence they find. <laughs> page, Sorry, page, page two. Music. Yeah, page turn of music. <laughs> turn the page, turn the page. Turn the page, wash, wash your hands. hands. You gotta turn the page and then you wash your hands. <laughs> I hope everyone got that reference. (laughs) (laughs) Certain people will, and you are awesome. Uh, Later that morning, on the railroad track that crossed Glider Avenue, less than 100 yards from where Shannon's vehicle was found, a passing train engineer came across what looked like human remains that appeared to be smoldering. More than 80% of the body was burned, but forensics were able to identify that it was the body of Chris Newsom. Holy shit. It was a horrific sight. Chris was barefoot, wrapped in a comforter. His wrists were tied, and his ankles were bound by his own belt. He was gagged with a sock, and his mouth was covered with a bandana. Holy shit. Then a sweatshirt was put over his head and tied with a shoelace. He was shot three times, once in the back, once in the neck, and execution style in the head. He had been beaten and sodomized with an object. Oh my god. Gary headed back down to the Cherry Street area and assembled another search party. So this was before he knew that Chris's body had been found. Right. He went into abandoned buildings, you know, hollered Shannon's name down the street. Like, he was just an amazing father that was determined to find his daughter. Right. As the car was being processed, they found a thumbprint on an envelope in the back seat. And when they ran it, they got a match. The print was that of LaMarcus Davidson. 
He was a well-known drug dealer and was recently released from prison where he had served time for carjacking. Hmm. Coincidentally, Davidson lived at 2316 Chipman Street, only a a few blocks away from where Chris's body was found. This was enough to get a warrant. Full SWAT rode up to Davidson's house for the search. Wow, that's serious. Right? But he wasn't home. So there's actually a YouTube video of, like, the whole search, which was just eerie. Yeah, I bet. House was clearly still in use. It was very unkept. Like, I watched the video of them searching the house and, like, just piles of, like, clothes everywhere. And, like, McDonald's food. Yeah, just, like, nasty. Like, you can tell that it was probably, like, a crack house. Like, it was just gross. Right, yeah, yeah. The TV was still on. There was food left out. Like, it, it just wasn't clean. So they found an overflowing trash can in the corner of the kitchen. When an investigator lifted the lid, they found the body of Shannon. In the trash can? In the trash can. Holy shit. In their kitchen. She was wrapped in black trash bags, and her head was wrapped in a white grocery bag. Her hands were tied with strips torn apart from a sheet set, and an autopsy confirmed that the cause of death was suffocation from being compressed in the trash barrel. Oh, my God. She had two violent blows to her head, and her genital area had been severely kicked or beaten with an object. She had been savagely raped and repeatedly in every way possible, and bleach was sprayed down her throat in an effort to destroy DNA evidence. Yeah. Fucking horrendous. Yeah. Dying, like, in a trash barrel. Right. Like, you can't move. You're just shoved in there. Yeah, that is awful. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Hope I, I mean, I just hope that, like, she wasn't conscious for any of that. Right. Like, you just hope that it was... Yeah. Investigators begin the hunt for Davidson. They find that the home where Shannon was found was leased to him and Daphne Sutton, who was his girlfriend. They brought her in for questioning, and she told them that she had left LaMarcus a few days before. Like, thank God, girl. Get away from that. Right, yeah. <laughs> However, she knew that he was still in the area... And, um, yeah, she knew he was still in the area and she knew like the people that he was hanging out with and she knew that they all recently had began a bunch of robberies on like, um, the strip in Mm -hmm. downtown Knoxville. So like they had robbed like, um, I think a white hen and a pizza hut and like some home invasions and like they were just robbing everybody. So, with the information that Daphne provided, they were able to narrow down the search to an abandoned house close to the crime scene where Davidson was most likely squatting. Again, SWAT team goes in. Thankfully, he's there. So, they find him, pull him out, and in the house they find Chris's shoes. Oh, boy. So, like, thankfully, that was enough for them to... to connect. Yeah, to, to arrest him. So LaMarcus obviously denies his involvement, and he refused to name any of the accomplices in the robberies. Of course. Because I think at first, like, they're just telling him that he's here for these robberies. and You know, so he refuses to name anybody. But investigators had found a DVD in the house on um, Cherry Street. And the DVD was late due back at the library. And, like... Under one of their names. Yeah. So they were able to get the address for, it didn't say, it didn't say who it was, but they were able to get the address attached to this DVD that was overdue, and it was in Lebanon, Kentucky. So again, SWAT pulls up to this house in Kentucky, 
and, you know, searches it, goes in, they find, um, my notes are very unorganized. <laughs> yeah, so they find George Thomas, LaMarcus's brother, Latalvis Cobbins, and one of their girlfriends, I don't remember which one, but Vanessa Coleman. So they broke into this house, they find them, they find... Um, in Vanessa's purse, they found Shannon's wallet and Shannon's perfume. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was really all they needed, and they yeah, were Yeah, you have so much them. corroborating evidence. Yeah. So, they all tried to deny it, but the evidence against them was just too strong. Yeah. LaMarcus's fingerprints were on the black trash bags. Vanessa's DNA was found on the sheets used to bind Shannon. George Thomas's gun matched ballistics with the gun that was used to shoot Chris. DNA from both LaMarcus and LaTalvis was found inside Shannon. So, like, you're all screwed. Yeah, you fucked up. end of the road. Yep. Investigators then used all of that information to turn them on each other. So, finally, you know, they were like, listen, we have all this evidence. So, they each, like, pointed fingers at at one another. So, it, it made it that investigators were able to, like, paint a picture of exactly what happened Mm -hmm. throughout the night. So, you know, they were under the impression, you know, these accomplices were under the impression that they were were just carjacking. Right. Um, So Shannon and Chris were in the parking lot and um, Chris was like, Shannon was hanging out the window and Chris was like leaning in for a kiss and, you know, they're arguing a little bit because she was upset that he was late and literally these guys just came up from behind him and like completely ambushed them, you know. Wow. They didn't even see it coming. Shoved them both in the back and, you know, everything after that is just gruesome. Right. So they admit that they just thought they were carjacking them and then it all just escalated. And, you know, the defense tried to say that, like, really Shannon and Chris came to their house to get drugs, and Shannon consensually traded sex for drugs and blah, 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 and thank God the jury didn't fall for fall it. for any of it. Yeah. The prosecutors tried to get death penalty for all four of them. Wow, right, because the, it's legal there. Yeah, the only one who actually received death penalty was LaMarcus. Mm-hmm. Was he, so he's like supposedly the ringleader of the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is the one who there was the most evidence against him. So October 2009, um, he got the death penalty and everyone else just got like life or whatever. Some of them, like Vanessa was up for parole and then it was extended. So she's up again December of this year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, hopefully like it's not going to. Yeah. She stays behind bars. Any of them. Yeah. Yeah. But again, this was very similar to last week where like this just started fucking race war in knoxville i mean like white supremacists were protesting that's shitty and yeah so shitty like sit down we don't want to hear from you yeah not about you (laughs) yeah the freedom of speech it doesn't apply to you shut your mouth seriously i wish (laughs) but so yeah it started like i mean it wasn't considered a hate crime i don't believe it was a hate crime i think it was a crime of opportunity yeah and i mean it it doesn't I don't think anything about it signals that it was a race crime. Yeah, no. Race-related at all. Yeah, and um, they were all up for retrial because the fucking judge that put them all away had, like, there was charge- drug 
charges filed against him for something, and he ended up having to, like, recuse himself, and... Um, Connected with them? Well, like, all of his... All of... I'm stumbling over myself. <laughs> but, like, everything that he had overseen then gets put into question. Right, because so it's, it's all So, of course, like, now. the defense is, like, jumping at the opportunity to be like, oh, that judge wasn't right, so, like, I want my client to have retrial. Right. Because that judge fucked up, you know, at this point in his life, so he must have fucked up everything. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I believe they were all denied retrials, and, yeah, hopefully they all stay in prison forever. And he, he's just on death row now. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that was uh, really brutal. Mm-hmm. That was a tough one. It was really bad. I can't imagine dying inside of a trash can. That's awful. Yeah. Wow. I need a pallet. And cleanser. just being left there. Yeah. It just yeah right. You just in now you're like, you were left there so long that the police found you. Right. Like and they all fled. Like I just did. You not think that anything was going to happen to her body in your house? Like I don't. Yeah. Like what, nobody what? was going to find that or yeah. what? I don't know. Crazy. Ooh. So you need a palate cleanser. Yeah, that was tough. That was a rough one. Yeah. That might be the roughest one. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Yeah. Well, and that's the first one I have that actually has sexual assault, yeah. which is um, just a really hard thing to wrap your head around. Ooh. Yeah. You want to bring it up now? Yeah, let's bring it back up. All right. Do you let's have a toast? Go. You Do you have a toast? I do have a toast. What's your toast? No. I, I don't have one prepared. Really? I don't. Sorry. You've been so prepared. I know. I'm just, I'm not... It was a off week. Okay, don't laugh at me. Why? My toast is a hundred percent the Broadway musical workout DVD that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> I am so fucking excited to sit. Well, to stand in this living room and pretend, pretend like I am learning choreography for a Broadway You're musical. You're already doing the Broadway breathing. I can't wait. <sighs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna dress up and like pretend that I'm fucking like auditioning for a role, and it's gonna be so much fun. <laughs> so that you can sweat it all off. It's gonna be. I'm so excited. Yeah, it seems like you are. <laughs> I don't really know what I want to talk I like I like commented on it. So I, it was like an ad on my Facebook. So thank God, like algorithms. Yeah, right. <laughs> thank you, algorithms. I like this was one time that you targeted me perfectly. Um, and, you know, I posted on it and I was like, just ordered mine. So excited. And they like responded back to me. They were like, welcome to the show. Like, you know cool and i was like oh my god i've wanted something like this my whole life <laughs> broadway workouts with michelle i literally can't wait i'm so excited when's it supposed to be here i don't know it better be fast <laughs> well it's shipping do you want me to videotape it yeah i want to see what it's like okay it's shipping faster than my headset so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to buy like leg warmers and like i need to look the roll I gotta look the part, you know? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know, I can tell. Uh, I think I'll toast uh, my friends. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, this is all affecting all of us, and um, it's going to sound dumb, too, but we've all been playing Call of Duty a lot together recently, and I haven't been able to play with this group of friends in a very long time. 
and I don't see them very often, mm. like, outside of my life, you know? And, uh, I don't know, just being able to play with them and, you know, like, hang out with all the guys, even digitally. Yeah. Has been really fun recently. Yeah. Well, that's something, I mean, like, in all of this negative surrounding, like, there is some positive yeah. coming out of all of this. You know, we're all realizing what we appreciate in our lives. Yeah. And, like, know, that's something that... It, it's kind of weird. There, One of the walks that we went on, uh, it was the the Wednesday that I'd taken off Mm -hmm. and I saw this dad who was probably somewhere in his like late forties, early fifties or something like that. Like just ripping through the woods on a bike with his son, like behind him. And his son was probably like 10. And it just made me think about like how that doesn't like, not even necessarily in that specific instance, but like in general, like we've lost touch with this, like, like family unit being more important than work. Like mm-hmm. I wonder how many times that dad has gotten to hang out with mm-hmm. his son like that on a weekday. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just be like, Oh, well, sorry. Like I get, I get home at eight o'clock so I can't like hang out with you until the weekend. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and we give up so much of our free time to trade it for money. Right. Uh, that we don't get to spend like really valuable time together. And I think that one of the cooler things about this whole thing happening or, you know, one of the positives of the negative is that, you know, I think it's highlighting the fact that maybe we do need to spend more time hanging out with each other, Mm -hmm. you know, with your family or, you know, like just seeing my dad and mom at the end of the porch and not being able to like go hang out with them. It's just like, Jesus Christ. Or like just seeing how emotional Grayson gets. Hmm. You know, like, he really wants to go run to Nana and Grandpa, Nana and Boo Boo. Right, he doesn't understand. And he can't. And, uh, you know, maybe that will come out of this Mm -hmm. somehow, where we realize that some things are a little bit more important than others. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that brings it back around to me being so excited to go back to work. Yeah, (laughs) right. Because, like, I know I'm not built for the stay-at-home mom. I'm just, I need people. Yeah. And, like... I know that I am a valuable employee to anywhere, and um, I could definitely go make more money somewhere else, but I would rather a job that I get to leave at 10 a.m. and go home with my family and do whatever the hell I want, because that's what's important to me. And I wish everyone could see, and I hope this teaches everyone, that, like, your family is your number one priority. Like, who gives a shit what you do and how much you make? Right. You know, and that's... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's it, man. Well, that was good. That was a good episode. Yeah. Oh, man. Still, that was rough. I'm going to have to watch something. Maybe an episode of The Office or something. Always. Give me a little bit of space from that. Yeah. Well, so this is episode nine. Uh Uh-oh. So next week we want to do... Well, I want to do a serial killer. Like a big one. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um... So I'll pick, like, I don't know, five, and I'll do a poll on Facebook. And please go on the Facebook and vote. Please. I want you all to be involved. I want to bring you what you want. <laughs> <laughs> so, Our loving yeah, audience. that'll be cool, I think. Yeah, no, that'll be really fun. We also need to pick an episode, because you said you wanted to do a particular case. So we need to pick and decide when to do that. Yeah, I want to do uh, Chris Benoit. Yeah. So WWE wrestler. Why are you telling everybody? 
Keep it a secret. Sorry, I'm not going to do that one. You want surprises. There's there's a few wrestling th- stuff. I'm excited for him to tell me a story, though. I think that'll be fun. I don't know how good I'm going to be at it, but we'll see. You're going to be great. Yeah, will oh, do yeah. great. I'm it's sure. Fine. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> well, um, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, please rate and subscribe on any of the uh, channels. Uh, you know, rating on on any of the channels, on any of the services. You know, we're on Spotify, our Heart Radio, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts. Um, you know, rating and subscribing us on Apple definitely helps us get in front of yeah, more Yeah, reviews on Apple is like... It's the best. Like, number one, what yeah. what we would love for you to do. <laughs> yeah, like just go, you know, any, anywhere is great, uh, and anywhere that you listen is great, but uh, if you do have an Apple device, if you can rate us and... Uh, you know, just subscribe. Hit the little subscribe button. Yeah. So that you know when we get new episodes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, it's 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 worth it. And I think we're... I think well, we're they okay. would know when we get new episodes if we weren't so inconsistent. Listen, we're trying, okay? It's a trying time. <laughs> um, but yeah, and like she said, come hang out in the Facebook group. Um, you know, we're, we're still trying to figure out what that is, but we're going to have a poll up for this whole thing. So yeah, please come interact there, with us. Yeah, but I'm there, so like, interact with me. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously... My iPhone tells me that I'm on my phone seven hours a day. So. She'll respond. So, like, I'm there. We have great response time. <laughs> <laughs> Customer service, top notch. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, well, so thanks for listening in and uh, do all that stuff that I just said. Yeah. We're Till Death Do Us podcast. And, hey, don't murder each other. Bye. Bye.